Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. And here's your friendly reminder that spring break is either upon you or it's upon you next week. But there is still plenty of time for you to schedule a little getaway or staycation. And all you need to do to add a little flavor to your spring break is over at visitmississippi.org. Now, yesterday we got the pleasure of talking to Mississippi's National Guard's first female Cav Scout. She was Staff Sergeant Shelby Constanzio. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yep. And so the reason why I'm telling you this, number one, it's a great story. You should go back and watch it on demand over at supertalk.fm or listen it in podcast form. But the other part was I felt weird calling her squirrel because I didn't really, well, I just met her. And it feels like to utilize a nickname like that, you kind of need to know someone or at least know where it came from. Well, fast forward to after good things yesterday, I went to pick up some groceries at our local grocery store and my cute little checkout guy, he was a teenager boy who was bagging my groceries I look on his name tag and I'll be darned there was no name there it just said squirrel and I said what is what's the chances that you run into two squirrels human squirrels in the same day so lucky enough I asked got you know sprung up a conversation which started with you're the second squirrel I've seen today which provided an awkward look from him to me. <laughs> and he shared the backstory of how he got the name Squirrel, and it was linked to sports and running around in the outfield when he was in uh, youth sports. He's, uh, he's older now or, or whatever. But, but it kind of linked, too, with uh, Staff Sergeant Shelby's with her running through the obstacle courses or um, whatever the military may have for them, and she did it like a squirrel might would, kind of fast and, and whatever. So this got me pondering this idea of nicknames. I mean, so many of you have nicknames. There's so many groups of people who without, it's almost an initiation to get a nickname. My husband worked in the oil field uh, before we got married or when we first met, and everybody on an oil rig has a nickname. I don't know if anybody goes by their actual given name and there's usually a story behind it whether it's a squirrel or a cheeseburger or a frog who knows it's just something that you accept as being sort of your alter ego or alter your name and you run with it and then you find yourself introducing yourself as your nickname to other people 
or it actually keeps it where you know people know you in a certain time and place if they're calling you by one name or another. Well, here on Super Talk, we've got the producer Rhino, which is not his real name. I don't know how many of you actually knew that his mother didn't name him Rhino. And we've shared the story, I think, a couple of times here. But it was a little bit of trivia over on the Super Talk's Facebook page and Twitter account if you knew his actual real name. And so, Rhino, for just for giggles, share with us the backstory of how you got really a long-standing nickname. It's almost taken over as your full identity, which is Rhino. Yeah, and I share it with my namesake because my name is Ryan, R-Y-N-E. And I was named after a Hall of Famer, Cubs second baseman Ryan Sandberg, the year after his MVP season. So actually, we can we can date. I'll get back to it in a second. We can date back my namesake to a certain game known as the Ryan Sandberg game that kind of catapulted him. Into, That's on your birth stardom. certificate, Ryan. Ryan, R Y N E. But he has the nickname Rhino. I have the nickname Rhino for two totally different reasons. I actually don't know why he's named Rhino. Probably just because of the name. I'm nicknamed Rhino because I was an above-average bad child. <laughs> I thought I, you were going to uh, say student, which you were, too. Uh, well, yeah, I was, I was smarter <laughs> than the average bear. But that got me in trouble a lot as a kid because I would try to get out of stuff or talk my way out of it. I was just a bad kid. And it was always coming out of my parents' mouths, no, Ryan, Ryan, no, no, Ryan, Ryan, no. And it just became Rhino. You know, it stuck. Well, and it's stuck, and you also, too, with you being a more stout, burly man, you look like a rhino. I mean, you don't look like a rhino, but you look the part, right? I mean, you, you totally could pass off the fact that that would be your nickname would be uh, rhino if you think of the of the animal being this just strong, massive sort of presence, and, and but still sweet and cuddly because that's – I don't know if you cuddle an actual – you know, wild rhinos, as Probably much as a bear. Want to. But they're, they're nicer than hippos. They're nicer than hippos. They're vegetarians. And um, but anywho, so this got me thinking. You have a, your chances are, if you're listening to good things, you have a nickname, or your spouse has a pet name for you, um, and they always come with stories. So we would love to for you to share yours over on uh, the Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. We've gotten this conversation started as we do most here on good things over on the good things facebook group where you guys are having a whole lot of fun with this um but there's two types i think nicknames right and i think one could be your slang name because my i guess my birth name is actually rebecca it's rebecca ann smith was my maiden name but from a little bitty child i was always called becky which that wasn't really like a nickname, but it wasn't on my birth certificate. So if you're a William, you may get called Bill. If you're a Robert, you may be a Bob. Rebecca's can also be Becca's, whatever that may be. Um, but it took until I got married that we had, we, I guess you just, I guess couples just exchange these sort of pet or sort of nicknames and then they bleed over and they sort of stick. So mine that stuck, I guess, in the last probably seven to 10 years has been Muffin. Because my husband's is Puffin. I know it sounds so silly, but if you see us correspond on social media at all, which is usually some form of sarc sarcastic banter, you'll know the friends who know us most because they'll come to his rescue and say, don't be mean to Puffin. Or, <laughs> or you know, Muffin's at it again. Again, your nickname, sort of those who know it or sort of in on it, 
it puts them in certain categories within your own life because it would be odd if you and I first met and you were like, hey, Muffin, I would look at you like, how do you know that, number one? We don't know each other like that, number two. And, uh, yeah, it may be a little awkward. But then there's some of you who wear your nickname, like Rhino does, as pretty much a name badge every single day, and that's how the rest of the world knows you, and they don't even realize you you have a real name. Which is kind of odd because growing up and all throughout even high school, it was really only family and a few friends that called me Rhino. And like the the group of guys I hung out with high school-wise, they didn't really necessarily call me Rhino all that often. But when I got to college, it was just one of those things. The first week of college, you have that orientation. Everybody's going around and introducing themselves. And just one of the fun facts I gave was my nickname's Rhino, and it's followed me ever since. Well, fun story for you, too, on why I go by Rebecca and I dropped Becky was at USM. I had a grad student who was taking role for one of the bigger classes, the stadium-type classes, and that weirdo couldn't get that Becky was relate, was connected to Rebecca, so I, I was marked absent all these times. And I was like, why am I marked absent? I'm here. And he, he snapped at me and said, we don't have any Becky in this class. I was thinking, number one, you can't connect the dots that Becky, that Rebecca, Becky may be, Bec- uh, may be Rebecca, then you probably shouldn't be a grad student. But nonetheless, here I am. I'm just a freshman here. I don't know how this works. And from then on, I just started writing Rebecca things and went kind of, it just kind of morphed into, into that, which is my name. I mean, that is my name. But if you come up to me, there are so many who have no idea on Facebook. It's like, are you Becky? Or vice versa. They'll be like, why are they calling you Becky? Because post- Graduation 2002 of Terry High School, she kind of got lost in the mix, and there was a rebirth of Rebecca during her college sort of years. And so my friends from those two different eras absolutely know me by two completely different different names. And I've even have new fr- friends now that I've made in the last you know several years. They're like, I just I can't call you Becky. You're just you're Rebecca to us. I'm like, that's fine. You know. <laughs> You don't have to call me anything. You don't even have to call me that if you don't want to. But, um, but yeah, so there's always interesting stories behind that. And many of you are sharing those, again, over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have your story there or the text line. Melissa says her dad always called her Missalik because when she was a baby, she went from scooting to walking, and she never crawled. So she missed a lick, and then it sort of stuck. Marty says his coach in high school hated his name, so he nicknamed nicknamed him Tank. I don't know why a coach wouldn't prefer Marty. Maybe he couldn't pronounce it right, so they just gave you a nickname. But many coaches are sort of the, you know, origin of nicknames. Sports, teams, um, you know, uh, talking with Scary Gary before here, which I actually have the... Um, how the genesis of Scary Gary here at Super Talk. I'll share with you that uh, coming up. But yeah, and yours too. Coming up next here on Good Things. So come on.
Hey, Tom. Looks like you're a few guys short today. Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits. You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New Care MD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Big Pop. A Big Pop Gun Show invites you to the Capital City Gun Show Saturday, March 13th, Sunday, March 14th at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple, I-55 South, Exit 88, Elton Road Exit, on the frontage road. There'll be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals, all kind of gun accessories. All federal, state, and local laws must apply, and COVID safety guidelines must be applied for all of our safety reasons. I-55 South, Exit 88 at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. See y'all this weekend. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Step into spring and get your planting started at the Garden Extravaganza. Join us March 19 to the 21st at the new Trademark in Jackson. Shop garden, patio, and outdoor at one location. Garden centers, outdoor decor and accessories, landscapers, and so much more. Masks required, lots of space for social distancing and hand sanitizing stations. Follow Garden Extravaganza on Facebook today and get ready to shop till you drop. Friday, March 19, Saturday, March 20, and Sunday, March 21st at the Trademark in Jackson. G3 Services is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Sorry for all of you who just spit your coffee out. 
or screamed in your car like I did, didn't expecting that sort of burst of excitement back into good things, but such is life. I'm going to assume, Rhino, that that was the original Rhine rhino combination oh yeah whom you were named, named after, after the rhine but the rhino nicknames came for two totally different reasons which is what we're talking about here on good things do you have a nickname if you do and have a cool story behind it we would love to know it the text line is open as well as the good things facebook group um but you know the mississippi even has nicknames you have cities or maybe even your states obviously like mississippi you have the magnolia state you have the sip that's also uh referred to as mississippi some of your own Mississippi town. For a week there, we had Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, um, what was the the landmass will go down in history as a nickname for Mississippi. You um, even your small towns and communities may have kind of their own nicknames. I mean, some of them don't need a nickname. Some don't need a nickname. This is absolutely true. But then they're not on a map. Only. If you're from there, you know it, or you call it that. And remember, Good Things is family-friendly, because I know there are nicknames that aren't also related, you know, associated positively to places, particularly if you're in, you know, certain geographical areas. I won't share any of the unfortunate nicknames, because they go back and forth. And I think this all stems, too, from just rivalries and sports as well because you have high schools who start to have those competitive um, mindsets but here in the metro area I mean you've got Rankin County, Pearl, Madison, Hines and you can only imagine growing up what some of those nicknames were or weren't. Didn't they were stereotypes painting with the broad brush but we're talking about maybe more of like your specific nicknames. How did you get it? What's the story behind it? I left us um, on Good Things talking about our beloved uh, Gary. You know him as Scary Gary. And so I asked him, which every day, I love him to death, he comes into my office to ask me what we're going to be talking about today on Good Things. And I said, I already know the answer. Part of the answer for you, Gary, is you have a nickname. It's Scary Gary. And I said, but I don't know how you got that nickname. And he said that Dave from JT and Dave gave it to him many moons ago because he would call in and Dave would answer or JT or whoever the producer was at that time. And they just never knew where Gary was going to take the conversation. And he would always somehow, if you if you if you are no Scary Gary at all, wind up with making you laugh or or blush, one of the two's going to happen. And so he nicknamed him Scary Gary because he always got scared whenever he called because he wasn't sure where it was going to go from there. And it stuck. And so he's beloved Scary Gary to all of us. And when I first came into the Super Talk family, I was like, that's not, I, I knew it rhymed, but I was thinking, he's not scary. And I realized it was just an affectionate name that everybody around here knew him as. But if you were an outsider, like I was when I first came into the Super Talk family, you kind of want to know the backstory to that. So you make sure you're not sharing. You know, one of those nicknames that are only said behind closed doors that you would hate to spout out, you know, at the conference table or too loud at the water cooler because, yeah, nicknames sort of help lighten the load. They can be a punchline. It's almost like the original meme. It just shares so much about somebody without even having to actually know much about them, although it is usually one-sided because someone's giving you that nickname based off of something to 
you know, this this happened oh, yeah. or describe you as. Um, but Matt in News Site says, I'm just, oops, that country, or maybe that's not your nickname. Let me see what you what you said on the text line. So out of oh, many nicknames, I've had the ones that have stuck the most is big country. For the fact that I'm six foot three and near three hundred pounds and have been since I was fifteen. Or, you know, easily could have been nicknamed Tiny. Some of them are just so controversial to, or I guess, you know, lopsided to what you actually, yeah, to what you actually are, that it, you, you get tickled. Like because, Little John from Robin Hood. Right. You know, if you're, if you're obviously six, over six foot tall and a bigger guy, being called Tiny is kind of a joke in itself because it's just not that way. Um, Rusty from Greenville says, R2. Because there were two Rusties at camp. Well, that involved a disagreement that tried to get physical now that I won handedly. Okay, so in your workplace, too, or on your baseball field or softball field or football field, if there's multiple of the same name, a coach has to figure out a way to label you either for the in, for you knowing if they're screaming Randy which Randy are you calling or which one are you ho- are you hollering at my daughter uh, started softball this for spring she has three Baileys on her softball team three they're all spelled differently but we've already talked about ways that we're gonna have to figure out how There's to distinguish three spellings of Bailey oh absolutely oh, yeah it's a whole nother show <laughs> in odd ways to, to spell common names but that's a whole that's a whole nother thing so usually you get a nickname and you think about sports are full of nicknames usually using your last name you know coming up next here on super talk you've got sports talk mississippi your three hosts neither none of them go really by their first names you have cross borky and hey dad right i mean they'll they'll announce what their name is i don't know if borky ever really uses michael but but most of them go by their last name there might be folks listening that didn't even know his name was michael this is true right i mean there were folks that were listening to good things today that had no idea that rhino's not your birth certificate name and had no clue that your real name's ryan which is also not spelled my mama did give it to me but your mom did give you the nickname rhino tiffany in carrollton says hollywood the toughest guy I know. His his peewee coach nicknamed him. He shined when he was a little guy. So I'm going to think that that's maybe her or son or someone in her family. One um, also a voice that's common here on Super Talk is our um, oh where did he go? The alligator man. Oh Ricky Flint. So he, over on the Good Things Facebook group, he shared the backstory to his nickname that was started by a game warden, Ricky, uh, Ricky Flint. If you listen to the Mississippi Outdoors on Monday afternoons on the JT show, you know he's a regular, at least during alligator season. He said the game warden cohort started it. There was another game warden who is now retired at the time was nicknamed Grumpy appropriately so says ricky and he was regarded as short and stout with a low center of gravity and a bit stubborn like myself like a stump i guess so the nickname has stuck for over 20 years now so if you see ricky flint you can call him stumpy and tell him that you read that or heard that over uh good things on super talk and then others are talking about things too that just rhyme with their name amanda gets called salamander because amanda is sort of in on it 
And then Cameron mentions CamWow, which was courtesy of her dad back when she would play sports. And so that was just his way of, you know, giving her a little bit of a nickname while she was on the soccer field was CamWow. I mean, we call Neely Kneebug, but that's just because she's she was always smaller and it always got shortened down to Bug, which here recently she's going through that weird rush of hormones, I don't know, or emotions around that <laughs> tween age. And she doesn't like anybody else calling her that, but there you go. You have your different life stages where you get nicknames, get tired of nicknames. I'm just in here laughing because I'm remembering playing soccer when every other year my, my younger brother and I were on the same team because we were that close in age. And it just worked out to where we could be on the same team every other year. So it was mm-hmm. just easier for, for my parents because then you didn't have two teams to go to practice and all that kind of stuff. But I had a difficult time, again, because I was so young when he was born, with his name. So all I could really say at the time I started learning to talk was Bam Bam. And that became his nickname, and it became Bammer, which was always funny whenever Mom was cheering, Go Bammer, whenever he would do something in sports, because it sounded like she was cheering for Alabama. That's awesome. Go Bammer. So she had a rhino and a Bammer. You have a third brother. Does he have a nickname? Novel. Novel. I'm sure there's a story behind that. Did he like to read? Uh, he was stubborn like a novel we knew. Bubba from Meridian said, I got my nickname at birth. I did not know my real name until my first day of school. Bubba from Meridian is really Charles Jr. There you go. Pretty cool. You got one you can share it. If not, we've got some good headlines for you I want to get to coming up next. Too close to you, even when I mean the most to you, in case you go and leave me in the dirt. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, body shop shouldn't you choose them for your repair 
Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner and family man. At Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us, 601-572-7296, or go to Mercy House Thank you for helping us get our daddies back. With the extreme winter weather that we've had all across Mississippi recently, the blood supply is very low. And now it's critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets more blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you were eligible but didn't receive all or part of the last stimulus payment, Jenny Casola with Fox has some good news. You can file for it when you do your taxes. CPA Stephen Zellin says it'll be credited to you and it is not taxed. If you didn't receive your recovery rebate credit, as they're calling it, then you can receive an additional credit on your tax return. This year, tax forms can be used by people who aren't normally required to file but are eligible for the credit. Despite the pandemic, Mississippi continues to exceed revenue projections, State Treasurer David McRae crunches the numbers. This time last year, we had about $3.1 billion in revenue. Now we have $3.5 billion. And so we are moving in the right direction uh, with good, lead- strong leadership in the legislature, strong leadership in the governor's office, and top down, um, our station's chugging right along. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Happy New Year from Keep Mississippi Beautiful. This is a time to plan ahead and set our goals for the future. We want to encourage everyone to start planning for our great American cleanup, the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across the state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year and remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford Tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't don't want to miss. 
Gardening is one of the most popular hobbies in America, with the average gardener spending five hours a week in the garden. In Mississippi, keeping a healthy, beautiful garden is practically an obsession. But if you have questions about gardening, there's no better person to answer them than the garden mama, Nellie Neal. So whether it's gardening basics or troubles for the more experienced gardeners out there, the garden mama has the answers for you. Saturday morning, starting at 8 on Super Talk Mississippi and Super Talk TV. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi. We have plenty of unique places to visit, so I want you to go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And don't forget, we've got more now for you over on our new Super Talk Mississippi website. That's at supertalk.fm. You can listen, you can watch just about every Super Talk show on demand, as well as live and in HD. But that you can also find the links to all of our podcasts and also get exclusive news from Super Talk Mississippi's news team. So if you haven't been there in a while, take some time to go to supertalk.fm. And you can carry us anywhere you go. No matter where it is, we can be in your pocket with the all-new Super Talk Mississippi app. So if you've got an app, Apple or an Android device, then make sure you have the Supertalk app. Just go to your app store, search Supertalk, hit um, download. It's a free app, and then you can take us wherever you want to go. We are talking about nicknames today here on Good Things, and we're having a lot of fun doing it because nine out of ten of you probably have a nickname, either something that is just affectionate between you and your spouse, and maybe you don't want to share it with the state of Mississippi. That's fine. Or maybe it's something Something you've had for years and years and years. Someone on the Facebook group said him and his dad, or maybe it was his granddad, called each other Moose, and he can't remember or understand why they got that nickname. Hey, that's okay, too. Sometimes they just come out of nowhere, and they stick, and they just become sort of the fabric of your story and and good, good, really good memories and sort of thinking about that through. But I do have some good headlines for you, too, that I want to get to or just some strange things that I've seen along the way. I've been keeping up s- kind of with the solar power kind of car technology that's coming out. Not that I'm going to get one. I just think there has to be an alternative at some point to uh, us all using, you know, the traditional sort of car. But there's a new one that's coming out. It's a uh, a uh, solar power car it supposedly gets 1000 mile range and it's already got 7000 pre-orders for delivery in 2021 and i've actually text a oh, text tweeted out the link if you want to see what it looks like it's a mix between maybe like an f1 car and the batmobile but it's considered the world's first mass-produced solar power car 
and it's just taken a few more steps towards its being its first market day. Here's the cool part, though. Apparently, it's got three wheels. It's not a four-wheel car, which I think is interesting. I'm not sure where the car seat's going to go. I feel like that may be the 2.0 or 3.0 model. Right now, they're just trying to get it out into <laughs> the Ethersville. Um, but it, well, it's going to cost around 25000 and it contains 34 square feet of solar cells, which generate electricity to power the car for most of the daily commutes. I don't think this is supposed to necessarily replace your bumming around car. Think of it more as your back in work or your commute kind of car. Um, but it can be plugged in, of course, for rainy days or at nighttime. And then it also will take, I think, it will take gas, too, to get you, if you if you get in a pinch, I think it takes two gallons of gasoline to get you wherever you sort of want to go. So I'm curious, as these are sort of coming down the pipe, eventually, you know, they're going to be more popular, more efficient, more affordable, like every other kind of technology. And even now here in Mississippi, I know at the, at the outlet mall of Mississippi in Pearl, they've got stations for electric cars. Would you or would you or wouldn't you drive one, Rano? Uh, I mean, it all depends. If it's something like a Tesla where you can essentially just sit back and it drives itself and you can oh, watch a movie and the console in the middle, sure, why not? Now, that, that part kind of – I, I would like to think of myself as a little bit of a realist. I wouldn't want – no one to be able to not drive, although, you I mean, know... you still got the wheel in front you of You still have the wheel. I mean, you almost wish there was maybe some technology if a teenager or somebody was in a car doing something stupid, it could overcompensate for them. But that's that's veering into AI. And the name of this one is it's A-P-T-E-R-A, Apatra, A-P-T-E-R-A. I don't know. It does really look like a Batmobile. I can see where... Many would be interested in it just because it's you're going to be able to spot it on on the roadways. I don't know. I think I think this was something to think about. I think thinking, you know, having less dependency on oil is that's well, part of the appeal thing. of the Tesla. Because you think a lot of people when they think of an electric car or a hybrid, they think of the Prius. It's the most popular one. It's the most sold one. And if you go from big honking truck or a muscle car to a Prius, that's a tough sell. Right. But you got something like a Tesla where it looks sporty. They have a couple different models and they all tend to look pretty sporty. And then you got the truck, which looks like it's from the Terminator movies. And they they can go zero to 60 in like three seconds. Or they try, they had the ultimate fail with the, with the unbreakable window. Oh yeah. Where he threw the metal ball at it and it broke. It's supposed well, to be bulletproof glass. Not supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I'm not. I don't have my head in the clouds. I know it's not going to be like an overnight switch, but I also think you shouldn't have your head in the sand and think that this type of technology won't come down at some point and become an option for and families. There's a balance of form and function. I mean, you, people aren't going to drive an ugly car just because it's better for the environment or something. I, I, I totally agree with that. But price point, if you can take away the need to put gas in at least my commute car, right, and it's the same price point as a gas mobile, then, I mean, it would be, it would be, you, 
uh, you just, you know, you do the little balancing act. Oh, yeah. Although Stephen West Point says, I'm not riding an electric Harley Davidson. I agree with that. There's something about revving up the engine, having the sound, doing the whole thing. Look, don't misread me. I'm not saying, it's, you know, gas cars are bad or whatever. Um, but I do like to at least think that at some point it's going to be an option for those that are buying vehicles and weighing those options and wondering, like, at, at what point or where in whose life does it make sense? If you commute 30, 40, 50 miles one way each day and all you do is go back and forth, then having a car that could get a thousand miles to a charge and not have to stop and, you know, pump gas every time, I mean, that would be, you know, money in, in, in your bank. And plus, I guess, having the benefit on the environment. But I'm also a realist that I just mentioned my husband's first job when we got married was in the oil field. And I realized there's a balancing act there with people and their livelihoods who make the things that we enjoy every day happen through, you know, the, the production of that oil. So, but at some point, again, you can't have your head in the sand that new technologies that are coming down and getting more traction. Well, yeah, I mean, if they make it cheap enough to the point where you can go out and get a car that'll get you a thousand miles on a charge for the same price as one that gets you 350, 400 miles for a tank of gas, that's that's going to be a pretty easy decision for some people. Well, Larry and Jackson, nope, can't haul lumber in the little electric car. So, like, I feel like it'll be a smorgasbord of cars in your garage before before it ever, you know, transitions or the technology catches up to where, or if there even is a need, right? I mean, if you start to not you know, deplenish one natural resource, it can last longer for other reasons. And so you may have look in your your garage at some point 20, 30 years down the road, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, we're all still here, you know, listening to good things. And you have an electric car for your teenage kid to scoot around in. And then you still have your work truck or you still have your Harley Davidson and you still have the things that you and, you know, that you enjoy. But uh, electric, um, Garden tools, I say garden tools, but yard tools and landscaping type things have really picked up. Battery operated or rechargeable ones. Oh yeah, that's a total game changer because you the the big con, the big thing that people held against electric leaf blower, electric hedge trimmer, anything electric was I don't want to deal with this cord and dragging it all yeah. over the yard. But now they got those high capacity batteries where you just reload it. And keep on going about your rat killing. Well, and, and it's less. There's less noise. I got tickled because if you've ever ridden in a hybrid car when they sort of first came out, they get really quiet. They're really quiet, almost awkwardly quiet. And most oh, yeah. of them, when you would stop at a stop sign or a red light, you almost panic. Is did, did something's it wrong? Something's wrong. Do I have to recrank it? Will it shift back over? You know, and that is just another step into going in in the direction of of electric cars. Again, not here to steal your your diesel engines or your big trucks or anything like that. It's more of a conversation to open up your open up the idea that the technology is gaining traction and how would that fit into your life in ten or twenty years? And there's really no telling. There's no magic crystal ball to look into the future because if you go back just a few generations, there was a somewhat sincere belief that we would have nuclear-powered cars by now. 
or flying or cars by now. Jets and cars. Oh yeah. Oh my God, I would much rather my daughter ride around an electric one than one that could levitate. Let me just put that out there. Woo! That brings that gives me all kinds of chill bumps and gray hairs. Way way too soon in life. Uh, but stick with us. We got more for you up next. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com COVID. Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein with a special invitation. If you're getting married soon, I want to personally invite you to Juniker's Annual Wedding Ring Festival. It's Friday and Saturday, March 12th and 13th. Come shop the largest selection in the state of diamond engagement rings and the ultimate wedding bands by our top designers. They'll be in our store with the latest wedding ring designs for the bride and groom. Plus, our popular stackable bands and diamond bands that will fit up against any engagement ring. Buy your wedding rings this weekend at Juniker's Wedding Ring Festival and enjoy free engraving inside your rings, free layaway until your wedding with no finance charges. Plus, enjoy 12 months no interest financing for qualified buyers. This is the weekend made for love. Juniker Jewelry Company's annual wedding ring festival. It's Friday and Saturday, March 12th and 13th. This is the weekend to buy your wedding rings. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison and junikerjewelry.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com This is the closing air market report. It's closed the New York Cotton Exchange. May cotton was down 400 to 84.32. July cotton was down 400 to 85.29. The uh, close of the Chicago Board of Trade. May soybeans were up six and a quarter to 14.40 per bushel. July soybeans were up seven and three quarters to 14.26 per bushel. May corn was down one and a quarter to 5.45 three quarters per bushel. July corn was down one and a quarter to 5.34 and three quarters per bushel. The market till April live cattle was up 30 to 119.65. June live cattle was up 50 to 119.65. April feeders up 240 to 142.07. May feeders up 190 to 146.97. That's this hour. The Dow Jones is up 213 points, 32,015. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
As a farmer, I want a cooperative that's there for me. Not the other way around. A local co-op that works for me and works with CHS. To connect me with local experts I know and trust. And put a global network of markets and supply at my fingertips. A co-op that's here to help us. Own every day. When you're an owner of a local cooperative connected to CHS, you get local expertise, a proven efficient supply chain, and global market access. Learn more at cooperativeownership.com. Winter break is coming to an end for cattle parasites. So start your parasite fight now. With Safeguard Feed Formulations, keeping up that fight is easier than ever. Available in blocks, cubes, pellets, or free choice mineral, Safeguard Feed Formulations are the convenient, labor-saving way to deworm cattle on grass. Simply add it to your current feed and mineral program. No processing, no shoot, no added stress. Remember to consult your veterinarian for assistance in the diagnosis, treatment, and control of parasitism. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't delay on planning a little Mississippi getaway. Take some time and go to visitmississippi.org to learn a little more. And you can get just about every Super Talk Mississippi show now on in podcast form, if you didn't know that. So if you go to your favorite podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you like to listen, then do us a favor and search Super Talk and go ahead and subscribe to your favorite shows um, there. Good Things is one of them. And if you are listening via podcast, we always like to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, though, here on uh, Super Talk. We verted to a very interesting conversation talking about would you or would you not drive electric cars and it's not a perfect system i'm this is no you know bullet you know uh billboard for the green new deal or anything crazy like that come on bring your head back down to this good things i'm rebecca i'm becky whatever you want to call me muffin which you learned my (laughs) nickname today and it's just this idea that this technology is being developed and it's being tweaked and there it's coming and at some point you may no longer, but you may be on the other side with Elvis by the time teenagers start looking for electric cars versus gas cars as their first car. But think about how your great-grandparents thought when they were riding around nothing but horse and buggies, and they thought just the idea of a car was crazy, and that wouldn't catch on. All right, fast forward four or five generations, and look where we are you know, now with that. So it's just something I like to, to look at. I think it's knowing Number one, I hate to stop for gas. I appreciate those that make it happen, but it never comes at a good time. And then you're always irritated by whatever you have to pay for it. And so if I, if technology can get to the point where at least my little commuter car and family bump around car could be, you know, more efficient, cheaper and easier on the wallet in that respect, then I'm not against the conversation, which I think is what we're having today. And yes, Larry and Jackson says, you bought a battery weed eater and you were very impressed by it, but it still takes fossil fuel to recharge. Absolutely. Not saying that it's a perfect Which is why scenario. I would say let's take this in the typical good things fashion where uh, the real world rules don't matter and this is all kind of make-believe. Would you drive a nuclear-powered car? 
I don't even who okay, so when you say nuclear powered car it would basically be a steam powered car me. like just because i think red button big boom you know am i going to do something wrong and blow up myself and everybody else on the highway because we've been engineered to think nuclear is scary and you know the end all be all nuclear war Whoa. and that's all because of the ruskies in the 80s and being too cheap to do something safely but nuclear energy nowadays with the third generation of reactors it's what they call passively safe which means if something goes wrong it essentially stops working what what is causing the reaction stops reacting so you don't have a meltdown which is where the nuclear stuff actually gets molten and then melts through what you've mm -hmm. got it in and then you've got to contain it that's just the third generation. So where does it come from? Where does nuclear energy come from? Nuclear energy, in, it, in its simplest form, is getting uranium or plutonium or any number of radioactive materials to fission, to react. And when they do that, they release energy, which they capture in the basic form. They capture it in water. So water moderates the reaction but water boils due to the reaction and it's energized by the reaction so you collect that steam the same way wind turbines collect the wind it's you collect that energy it spins something that spin gives us electricity you then power things from it there are other more modern theoretical ways of doing it where instead of using water you use another liquid like liquid sodium which is salt you, you molten salt but by doing that if you can manage to harness all that it's a lot more efficient in transferring the energy from the nuclear material to electricity someone mentioned submarines are nuclear powered oh yeah it's just a trigger word when you hear nuclear it's like wow and apparently electric is a trigger word too for some people so sorry about that if that offends you but yeah i'm interested in it and i think staying open-minded to new technologies is always a good thing and how that can have a positive impact on every facet of of life but the cool part is is so far we still live in america where you have choices and it takes a long time for new technologies to penetrate the everyday family and it will probably be generations before any of this actually becomes the new way of life but hey we were expecting hoverboards a few years back and we got hoverboards but they're not the hoverboards we were expecting fusion nuclear is better than fission fission all these words all these vocabulary well, obviously words. But fusion is a lot harder to control than fission look y'all are getting way beyond my AP courses in high school okay but hey, you never know what you get when you tune into good things, and I appreciate you sticking with us. You got more coming up next. You got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6, but Rhino and I will be back tomorrow. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.